All right, welcome back to Dwyer Arena here on the campus of Niagara University. Merrimack and Niagara battling to a 4-3 lead for the Warriors at the end of at the end of two periods of play. Mike McNick, John Leahy with you, stepping in to join us now. Old friend Ed McLaughlin is now the athletic director here at Niagara. Uh, also was athletic director at American University and, of course, uh, former assistant athletic director at Merrimack. Uh, Ed, good to see you. It's great to see you guys, and it's always nice to see the Warriors. So uh, talk about uh, this Niagara program here. Obviously, you guys making some big changes this year, uh, moving from the CHA, which is uh, it's folded after last year, the men's side folded, and now uh, moving into Atlantic Hockey. It was nice to be able to fire myself as CHA commissioner to fold the league, <laughs> but uh, it's an exciting time for us. It really is. It's uh, our new league, Atlantic Hockey. Obviously, there's some familiarity with some of the schools that are around here, but it, it, there's some really great rivalries across uh, across the league, and we're excited about it. Uh, you know, it's nice to be working with a guy who really, really knows the sport of hockey, and that's Bob DiGregorio uh, as our commissioner, and obviously, you know, I've had a long relationship with Bob, and uh, but it, it, we're excited. It's a year transition a little bit for us, uh, but it's nice for us to not have to play Alabama, Huntsville, and Bemidji seven times a year either, so it, it's great. So let me ask you, in the past, Niagara, I know, has uh, investigated the possibility of admission to some of the other leagues, such as Hockey East or the CCHA, now in Atlantic Hockey. Uh, what kind of a fit is it with Atlantic Hockey, and is it possible that you may uh, go back and investigate some of those possibilities in the future? Well, I, I think the, the sport of hockey can change a lot now with the Big Ten and Penn State. Uh, you know, I, as I tell our president all the time, we'll cross our bridge when we get there. But, uh, you know, certainly I think this gives us great rivalries in schools that we really are familiar with. Um, schools that we play already and now too, and uh, like Canisius and RIT, we played them every year. Robert Morris from our league as well. So, you know, we're always uh, looking for opportunity, and I think you're crazy not to. But I think the sport of hockey is going to change so much. Uh, with the Big Ten, because the Big Ten is for real, and, you know, so I think it's going to change a lot, it's going to shift a lot of things in hockey, and we'll be ready. How do you see things developing there with regard to the Big Ten and Penn State? I mean, uh, I think there were some people who wondered, I, I kind of interpreted the, uh, the statement that came out of the CCHA uh, to indicate that they were interested in perhaps adding Penn State, but in my mind, Penn State will, will never be a member of the CCHA, they'll go right to the Big Ten. Well, I think there's also something uh, with the Big Ten that if they have enough sports for a, an automatic qualifier, I think they have to play it as a Big Ten sport. You know, Mike, the, as you know, the TV money, when you get to that level, is so big, uh, it's impossible. Well, if the Big Ten said we're going to give you X millions of dollars to do it, it would be impossible not to. And I hope the CCHA does move on and survive, too, because Tom does a great job, and it's a wonderful, wonderful league. Uh, you know, so I think there would be a lot of opportunity for shifting things around, and you never know what one change really could set up a ripple effect across the college hockey. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point you bring that up. Uh, I mean, obviously, you've been close uh, for a while with, uh, you know, very, very closely involved with the, uh, the upper administrative levels of, of the sport of college hockey, and, uh, and nobody wants to see uh, anything, something like the Big Ten, perhaps tear those two leagues apart and, and uh, perhaps set up a situation where you have the, 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 the six halves in the Big Ten, or maybe more if a couple of the schools added the sport and everybody else being the have not. I don't think it would be quite that bad, but uh, I guess if anything, uh, what, what has to happen over the next few years as Penn State's program develops and starts to play and they start to have these discussions, what has to happen among college hockey as a whole to prevent that from happening? Well, I, I think, number one, we all have to make a commitment that we're all going to do it the right way. And that's top to bottom. And I think the other part is we all have to make a commitment we're going to keep playing hockey. Uh, we've lost 11 or 10 teams in the last 21 years, 10 programs out of Division I hockey. We all have to really make a commitment that we're going to do it the right way, we're going to fund it the right way, we're going to grow the sport. Because the NCAA does understand it's an important sport. It's one of the two NCAA championships that really make money. 
So, uh, money talks, as you know. So, uh, we really have to make sure we're all committed to doing it and that we're all going to make sure we give the kids a really great experience that they deserve. We're talking with Ed McLaughlin, he's the uh, athletic director here at Niagara and, of course, worked for a number of years under Bob DiCaprio. You mentioned that Merrimack. Uh, some of your, uh, your fondest memories from your time there. Uh, I remember uh, uh, being there a lot, certainly. <laughs> you know, at Merrimack, it's uh, all hands on deck all the time. But it's like you guys opened the building and closed it. <laughs> there were many days I did do that, you know. Uh, it's, uh, it's nice, as my wife said, when you become an athletic director, you don't have to pick up the uh, donuts at 445 to open the ring. You tell other people to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, you know, I had a lot of fond memories. I still talk to, to Bert and uh, Glenn Hoffman, obviously, who's your athletic director now, who works with us here. Uh, it's a wonderful place, and I remember so many uh, great people people that were there, people like Ronnie Anderson, who, who just, I learned a lot from uh, as a professional and how to do things, and I, I'm so happy to see the success that Mark is having, because I know he's doing it the right way. And you moved on to American University as well. How many years were you there? I was there six. The longest ten years of my life. <laughs> no, I, you know, America was a great place, and we loved living in D.C., uh, but it was nice to come back to the school that had hockey. It, it's something I really, really miss. How do you see things going, developing, I guess, in the future for Niagara here? I mean, one of the things I wondered was, of course, uh, you had the CHA and, and Atlantic Hockey, which different in some ways, and Atlantic Hockey being known as the quote-unquote cost containment league. And so now, uh, with the demise of the CHA moving into Atlantic Hockey, how does that change things for the Niagara program? Well, you know, obviously the scholarship number changed a little bit, and uh, you know, that's something we had to get used to, but uh, I think that what the changes are is how the league grows. You can remember, Atlantic Hockey is still a very, very young, very young league, uh, you know, six, seven years old, and the league's going to develop, and, and we're really excited to be part of that development, and how the league grows, and you know, does our scholarship number go up? Does it stay the same? Uh, you know, I think there'll be some growth in that number as well. And, because if you look at the success that RIT had, you know, there's no secret to it. I, they did a great job, but you have to invest to win. There's no doubt about it. So as we look to the, the future, I think we're going to make sure we're investing as everyone needs to be to be competitive and be successful in the league and to bring the league along as well. And with regard to uh, non-league competition as well, uh, you guys had some rivalries, of course, CHA teams are going to continue those. Uh, we'll see. I don't miss the, the uh, I'm not going to miss the trip to Bemidji, and it's certainly not going to miss Especially in January when it's cold, right? Especially in January when you get off the uh, thing and it's 40 degrees below zero and Lake Bemidji's frozen. Uh, they're wonderful people up there. Uh, you I know, just remember that commercial with the International Falls, Minnesota, the truck from Mobile, like Mobile One, whatever it was. I, I think it had to have been filmed there. Yeah, I'm sure it was, and if it was on skates, and uh, can get guarantee it was, but, you know, we'll see how scheduling-wise goes. We have some, some really good uh, non-conference rivals that we've had with Colgate and some BCAC schools, and, you know, we really love playing you guys. We really do. It's, it's a great test for our kids, and it shows them that level that where we want to be. A couple of Catholic schools, too. Absolutely. It's always good to keep the Catholic schools together. We always have to look out for each other. That's right. We're talking with Ed McLaughlin, the athletic director here at Niagara. How many years have you been here now? It's my fifth school year, so it's, it's been great. We have a wonderful president, and uh, I'm very, very fortunate. Tell us about some of the other things going on at Niagara. You know, we've been doing a lot of facility projects, and uh, we put a new soccer field out there a couple of years ago, right after we did the rink here. And, uh, and we've uh, done a whole lot to make the student athlete experience better. We did our weight room this summer. Uh, but we've really uh, tried to make the sports a little more competitive, and we've done that with some of our sports. And, and, and men's basketball is one of the you know, other sports, uh, you know, with the men's ice hockey that 
uh, is always competitive, always fun, and it's always nice to uh, be good at those two sports. Before we let you go, uh, as we mentioned, uh, you know, you've been closely involved in trying to uh, you know, deal with some of the issues. I get to face college hockey on a yearly basis. Uh, uh, what are some of the things that you see uh, in the future, next couple of years, as being very important issues that the sport has to deal with? Well, I think besides the Big Ten, obviously. I think sustainability is really the key. You know, in a time where economics are really, really being looked at so much more closely on campuses and, and the money's just not there to sustain everything, I think we all have to make sure that sustainability is the key. Uh, it's a wonderful sport. It, it, you know, as, as being part of the rules committee, we have to make sure we don't change the sport too much to make it not the wonderful sport that it is. And, and we're certainly cognizant of that, especially with all the... I know you and Mark talked earlier about all the different rule changes this year. There were a lot. There were a lot. There were a lot. And, you know, the greatest thing is we didn't pass half the ones they talked about. So. <laughs> and one of the ones that did get passed, they took it out. <laughs> we, we, people thought better. So, you yeah. know, it, I think those two pieces is really protecting the integrity of our game is critical and then the sustainability of all of our teams. Uh, it's great to have some growth in Penn State. I, I'm hopeful that continues. Going forward then, as you see those schools, the rumor that Indiana may possibly add hockey as well. Uh, some other Big Ten schools may jump on board. And a lot of people have talked about the fact that hockey's growing so much in states like California and Florida. Maybe some schools there might choose to add it at some point. The question then becomes, the smaller schools like the Merrimack and the Niagara, what do they need to do in the future to remain as you said sustainable and be able to compete going forward? I, I think really the key is other than you know making sure you're investing in your staff and your, your kids the right way, but facilities become critical at that point. So those big schools can spend a lot of money to make their facilities really nice. Penn State's going to build a rink that's second to none. I mean, they really will. So we have to make sure our facilities are keeping up so we can all stay competitive and, and it does not become a have and have not. Well, then, it's always good to see you. Uh, to see you. Thanks for coming over and uh, wish Niagara and you the best of luck this season. I, I appreciate it and all the best for Warriors. Long room for you guys. All right, thanks, Ed. That's Ed McLaughlin. He is the athletic director at Niagara University. Almost said Merrimack, but uh, that is Glenn Hoffman's job now. And uh, once again, we appreciate Ed joining us.